All right, let's let this run for a little bit more. I'm going to run back downstairs and get a new drink because my first drink was emptied during that whole situation. Into your computer, apparently. Howdy! It's still technically Wednesday, August 22nd, and this is episode 79 of Do For A Win, the Atlantic City and Casino Biz Podcast. I'm Kyle Askin, joined, as always, by Craig Stone. What's good, Craig? Well, I want to say that the significance of 79 is that 1979 was the opening of both Bally's Park Place and Caesars Boardwalk Regency, now just known as Caesars, uh, in Atlantic City. But what's not good is technical difficulties. Yeah, no, we've we've been pretty cursed the last, I don't know, I want to say the last few months, we've had a lot of weird issues, a lot of technical difficulties. I know that a couple episodes ago, you had some big Skype problems. Yeah, kid difficulties. The, yeah, we, have, we definitely had some kid difficulties. We were trying to get an episode out last week, and it just, it didn't happen, and then I was on vacation. I was actually on vacation last week, so we are recording now. Uh, and then my computer decided it would be a good idea to blue screen and then basically go into a blue screen loop today. And it was basically a miracle. I've gotten back into it. So, so we'll see how we long we go record quickly and, uh, <laughs> hope it doesn't blue screen again. If the episode just cuts off like mid word, you know, <laughs> that that's why. Yeah. So it was awesome. Uh, I think before we begin, you said that we got an email from a listener that you wanted to do, or does that fit somewhere in the episode? No, we can do that later in the episode. Well, I don't know. Let's. Why don't we talk about that first? So Tom L. in Pennsylvania asked, how and where can you set up the app and use it for, uh, this is for sports betting. Uh, if I heard right, you need to set up in the actual book, deposit there, and be in the state of New Jersey to make a bet. Is this Borgata? Yeah, Borgata just launched today, uh, MGM, Android only. And mm -hmm. then uh, DraftKings through the resorts has been up for a couple weeks now and has already like wallpapered the path train in Hoboken, where I live. Uh, just DraftKings everywhere, sports betting app stuff. DraftKings is on both iOS and Android. You can deposit directly in the app in both of them. You don't have to like go to a physical sports book. I think that's what's, what Tom was asking to add the funds. Um you do have to be physically in New Jersey to actually place the wager. So when you want to make a bet, uh, you do have to be within the state of New Jersey. It's just going to go by your GPS. And th that's true for the online gambling in New Jersey at any of the online casinos as well. Uh, the other weird thing that I noticed about DraftKings, uh, at least the complaints in the reviews of the app, is that apparently the two options they give you to withdraw are to send you a physical check or to go pick it up at resorts in person. So you can't withdraw it back out into your bank account. At least you couldn't um, when those reviews were written. So uh, I didn't actually deposit money and go in and, and try it out, but I'm kind of waiting for William Hill to get their app up and running since they seem to have good lines. But just that's kind of the basic information. And the other thing is that William Hill will probably have an app up uh, in the next few months here, I would expect before football season starts, although we're what a couple of weeks away from that. But uh, that's pretty much the information I have on, on the sports betting apps for Tom. 
Cool. I don't really have too much to say about that. So yeah. I do, I do know that someone someone asked us in the Facebook group to actually talk a little bit about just how to make a sports bet in the casino. Do we want to talk about that real quick or Yeah, we can do like a very very brief yes. rundown. So, I believe that Vegas Confessions is going to do a more full rundown of this in their next episode, maybe, possibly. But just to do like the super super cliffs note version of how to do it. Basically, all of the bets in the casino, or all of the sports bets in the casino, have a number next to them. So, like, let's say in a baseball game, you could see a number for the Orioles and a number for, you know, the Indians if they were playing the Indians, or I guess the Blue Jays now, right? And so both of those teams will have a number, and then there's a couple different bets you can make. You can make a money line wager which is just a wager on the game you can make a wager against the line and then you can make it over under bet so you just need the number to know who you want to bet on and then you can tell them which one of those wagers you're gonna want to make and how much you want to bet yeah and so there is they'll look different right like the money line's gonna be what a minus or a plus correct and so will the regular line bet but that'll also have what the line is actually all three bets will have a minus in them well, usually with the regular line and over-under, they'll both be minuses, like minus 110 or something, but not always. Yeah, so so one thing that you can do, at least at the William Hill Book at Ocean when I went, is you can just walk up and say, hey, I want the money line on 675 or whatever the number is. And if there's any confusion, you can just say, look, I'm trying to bet to win 10 bucks or 20 bucks or whatever, and they'll tell you exactly how much money you need to give them. Right. So if you don't understand, like... Oh, you know, it's minus 110, so you need to bet $11 to win $10. Um, you can just straight up ask. The important thing to know is just you want to know the number of the team you're looking on. And beyond that, they're there to help you. And I think they'll, if you explain to them the bet you want to make, and you've done at least the amount of research to know the number, which is what they put into the system, I think you'll be able to get there. Yeah, uh, so that's kind of the the very, very quick and dirty guide. Uh, so uh, I would say just kind of walk up, say what you're you're trying to do. Be very honest if you're a novice, and uh, especially in New Jersey where all the sports books are new, they should be willing to help you out. So just speaking real quick of email, I know we've gotten a couple of weird emails talking about how much people don't like you know, some guys named Shane and Eric. I don't really know what that's all about, but you know, any any feedback I guess is good feedback. They did tell people to send us the hate mail, right? Is that what happened? Did did they? I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> uh well speaking of sports books, <laughs> just quickly getting off right off of that. Uh <laughs> Uh, Golden Nugget Sportsbook is open. It is in a temporary location. It's actually like just inside the main entrance between the escalators and the casino in that sort of, I guess you'd call it an atrium thing. Uh-huh. Uh, Resorts Sportsbook opened uh, on the same day, August 15th, and it's next to bar one just off the casino floor near the lobby. So Yeah, that, that space in resorts is always like cordoned off and it looks like just it's a very strange space like a lot of times they've had online yeah like sign up for resorts online here and they'll give you a t-shirt if you do or whatever so yeah like the online gambling lounge i think it's i'm assuming it's that same room uh so yeah i mean i check out certainly resorts sports book and see what it looks like next time i go 
So trying to meander as far off uh, agenda as possible. Speaking of Golden Nugget, one of the funnier things that was posted in the Facebook group was by Ed, I believe, talking about how when you get out of the elevators from the parking garage, how it <laughs> smells like wet dog in there. Yes, and a bunch and of people as agree. a man who went to the Golden Nugget, as we talked about last episode, uh, during my last trip, I will confirm absolutely 100% smells like wet dog when you get off that elevator. That's not, you know, typically I think, you know, you walk into a casino and it's going to smell like an overwhelming scent of some casino perfume and each one <laughs> smells differently and then cigarette smoke in varying degrees, like from mm-hmm. faint to very strong. Wet dog, not really what you expect. No, it's not what you want. So, and not only did Ed say it, but like a couple people were like, yeah, I've brought that up with management and management says they're looking into it or like <laughs> management has said that they don't think there's a problem or oh, whatever. Awesome. Seems good. So it was not just Ed who thought that. <laughs> well, uh, I haven't spent much time there, so I haven't wallowed in the wet dog scent. I mean, I thought you went there every, t- every trip to get some chocolate. Yeah, it's been a while. I've skipped it the last few trips. I've been going to steal fudge instead. Uh-huh. Yeah, that seems to be what you like, the the turtle fudge or whatever. It's, a, it's excellent. Turtle fudge is the best, the best option there. Highly recommended. Pistachio, also very good. <laughs> it actually popped into my head the other day, like, I should write a post ranking all the steels fudge. And I was like, that's ridiculous. But here we are, and I'm just doing it on the podcast instead. Oh. So uh, do we actually want to get to where we left off in the last episode, which is why most of the people who are listening, what they want to hear, I think? Sure, let's talk trip, since we still had, what, maybe 16 hours or something left in our trip. Right. Left off. Yeah, so so let's let's go back. We'll do kind of on the last episode of Do for a Win. Let's do it. And it it left off a with very us special episode. <laughs> talking in a hard rock room right before we went to dinner at Kuro. So the very next thing we did after finishing recording that episode, which was like I don't know three weeks ago at this point or something, yeah, was went down to Kuro. So what what were your thoughts on Kuro? Um, so, you know, certainly some kinks to be worked out. I thought at Kuro, uh, first of all, they sat us. <laughs> like the table that we were originally sat at. Yeah, they sat us in a table that was like behind a pillar, which is fine, whatever. Um, uh, nice looking restaurant, really. Until it was. this pillar just like glowed Be- in bright orange, like something became just kicked and it turned on. Illuminated all of a sudden. Yeah. And like we, Paul and I, my brother and I were like at least sort of three quarters turned away from it, but yeah, you were just head on. It. I was just staring at this. Yeah. It uh, looked like you were going to get a sunburn. Like it, it was really bright. <laughs> it was real bad. Uh, so, so we com- we complained side. about that and and they resat us, which was yeah. good. Um, so then we did the what do they call it like chef's choice sort of mm-hmm. option that they have, where if everybody at the table agrees, they just ask you a few questions about dietary restrictions, and then they just bring out a stream of stuff until you say no mas, and uh, and then they just bring out a bill based on what all that stuff costs. Um, so as soon as we all decided to do that, I very quickly was like. I'm not paying for that uh, based on our bet because the plan was for me to pay for your meal there. Uh, it actually ended up de- not being like so absurdly expensive per person, I didn't think. It was, it was expensive. Well, I mean, we also did order like we every cocktail. We did get a menu. lot of cocktails. Actually, we had all of the cocktails. Yeah. There were what? Ten. Ten on the menu. Yeah. So I think so. 
It's a lot of cocktails. Um, Especially given how I said I was not going to drink it all that day. But when <laughs> yeah, that's there's a plan to have all of the cocktails, sometimes you have to break some rules. Right. Uh, so do you want to start with the food and then we can talk about the cocktails? Anything else to talk about with the ambiance or... Um, yeah, it was it was nice other than the the sunburn. <laughs> uh, so what about the food? What did you think? Good, not great. So I, I love the idea of kind of the chef's choice thing. I thought it was a cool idea. I think that it'll probably be a better experience if you go in a couple months from now. Because there were a few of those kinks that we talked about. But... I thought the food was good. I don't think it was worth what we paid for it, though, or worth the time commitment that we put into it. Yeah, I mean, the chef's choice kind of takes a long time. Um, and really, I thought there were only a couple of things that were even brought out. I thought, you know, nothing was bad, but I thought it, there were only a couple of things that really stood out as really good, like those skewers. Um, yeah, the skewers were good. And And honestly, like my brother pointed out, you know, if it's the chef's choice, presumably they're sending out all the superstars, right? And it didn't really seem like that at all. And actually, like, several of the things, I was kind of surprised at how not flavorful they were. Like, you, especially, like, that first, whatever that was, salmon <clears throat> thing that they sent out. I was like, this doesn't really taste like anything. Um, so I was kind of surprised in, in terms of that. Um, but my reaction was sort of like it was more interesting than good. Like, it was an interesting thing to do. Like, the food was, I thought, kind of unique. Um, but I, I didn't leave thinking, like, oh, that was a really good meal. So that's not a great thing to say about it. I mean, I know other people have really spoken highly of it, and maybe I would feel differently if I just ordered off the menu whatever stood out as looking good. But, um, you know, I feel like we got to sample a ton of stuff, and very very little of it blew me away. Yeah, I I suspect I will not be going back to Garo. Yeah. It was fine, but I think there's better options. And then since we tried every cocktail on the list, you not a cocktail guy, what did you think, non-cocktail guy? So uh, I actually, maybe there were only nine cocktails. Oh, no, it was it was eight. It was eight cocktails. Oh, was it eight? Yeah, two people had three and you had two. Yeah, And I had two, right. I think both of my cocktails were... Great. So here's the weird thing about the cocktail menu, right? There's, it's like <laughs> so all weird. of the the kind of tastes, right? There was like five categories: sweet, salty, bitter, sour, and umami. And the weird thing was that the category the cocktail was in was in no way related to what the cocktail actually tasted like. For example, I think you had by far the sweetest cocktail, and it was in the, I want to say umami category yeah. maybe yeah the umami was insanely sweet um i like both of my cocktails so i think we all eight of us tried all or all three of us tried all eight of the cocktails and i thought that some of the other cocktails that i specifically didn't order were pretty bad but i think that's just because they're not to my taste no i i think they were pretty bad i think there was I, my first one i thought was very good um and it was a little more like out there and interesting. And then my last one was basically just a white Russian. <laughs> like it wasn't very it exciting. Was, it was, yeah. And then a bunch of the other ones I tried, I didn't, I thought, I thought there was one other, I think one of the ones Paul got, I thought was pretty good. And then nothing else I even thought was particularly good. Um, 
yeah, I, I thought there was a lot of disappointment out of the cocktails. <laughs> like I didn't. I would. Uh, I would not recommend trying every cocktail on the list. Just not worth it. <laughs> but something to check off. We did it. We we can. We, we did. We did all eight. Yeah. So congratulations. <laughs> so we're pretty yeah. sounding pretty low on on Kuro. Is that yeah. an accurate summation? It, look, it, it was fine. I think if I went back, I could have a decent time of it by just ordering something off the menu, and it would be fine. Uh, but yeah, it was just pretty slow. It was very expensive. Uh, yeah, I mean, for me, like similar food type, I thought Izakaya was just miles better, both in terms of cocktail list and in terms of the food I got. Um, although I did or just order off the menu at Izakaya, so I was sort of picking out what looked good to me. Um, and I certainly do not have the most adventurous taste in food. So maybe part of it's that right. when everybody brings out stuff, um, just random stuff that is maybe more adventurous, that's not my cup of tea, but I think we're all kind of on the same page. So maybe I should stop making excuses right. for them. <laughs> no, I mean, I think the other thing to keep in mind too, is that anytime you're going to tell me, Hey, you're going to spend two hours of your vacation time and whatever it was $130 or whatever we spent each on a dinner like how good does it have to be for you to be like happy with that situation the answer is like pretty incredible so <laughs> yeah but that's just a me thing I know you and Paul kind of enjoy that sort of thing more than I do it was dragging on a bit by the end I thought it was a little longer than like I was definitely ready to get the hell out of there by the end of it <laughs> uh so I mean should we talk about our one other meal real quick just to knock out the food food side? Next morning's um, breakfast. Yeah, we went to Gilchrist. At Tropicana. We did. Second uh, trip in a row. We've ended the trip at Gilchrist at Tropicana. Yeah, it was, it was great, like always. You ordered the turkey sausage again, which is... Would you call it inedible? No, it's it's just bland. It's not inedible. You know, you can get through it. It's just... It's just under-seasoned. like... Imagine ground turkey... That is cooked on a griddle, and that is their turkey sausage. No spices, no nothing. So I have to say, like, the Gilchrist pancakes are incredible, like 10 They're out of 10. They're amazing. They're... They are absolutely fantastic. But the stuff that comes alongside the pancakes, I, I would say, generally has been overwhelming, underwhelming. Uh, uh, I don't think so. So the turkey sausage, I think, is, is awful. Uh, I did not get home fries this time because they were bad last time we right. were there, right? Yeah, the eggs are just kind of uh, eggs. Like I got grits instead, which were good. Uh, the eggs are good. I think the other breakfast meats are very, very good. Okay, I can't speak to those because I don't eat. Yeah, because you don't eat. Yeah, anything else basically. So I don't think that's totally unfair. But yes, okay. the pancakes are definitely the showstopper at Gilchrist. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that's a good place to sort of wrap up a trip. Go have some whatever retrospective on how the trip went, talk about it, eat some pancakes, have a bit of a hangover cure, which you probably need at that well, point I've, in the trip. Well, I didn't really have a hangover that day. So. Right. I actually you, wasn't too you bad You were off. the one with more of the hangover, I think. Yeah, I certainly stayed up late enough playing and drinking the night before. Um, mm-hmm. felt, felt surprisingly okay before getting on the bus. But uh, So should we talk about post-dinner gambling at hard rock and wherever else we went um sure so one of the things that you asked me before my vacation 
when you asked to reschedule our thing is, are you going to remember anything from the trip in a, a week? And I said, probably not. And I think that's true. So uh, I don't know how many details I can give because I don't remember much of it. But uh, yeah, so after dinner, I think that I went to play some more Pygal Poker at Hard Rock. Was this on your card, Craig? Yeah, did we we all went to to the Asian did, room, I think, to the Asia room and uh did Paul go as well? Can't remember. He may have headed I think yeah, he played for a little bit and then headed back to to Ocean. Uh <laughs> This is why you don't do trip reports 3 weeks later. Yeah, yeah. But no, we we did head back to the Asia room which we were so high on previously. Uh still good. As good night night 2 as it was night 1. It was. Yeah, it's, what a great room. It is. It's just fantastic. I, I can't say enough about it. It is pretty spectacular. So, like, every time I've caught myself thinking, like, ooh, I'd like to be gambling right now since that trip, I've been picturing the Asia Room at Hard Rock. So I, I agree. I mean, for me, that's the place in Atlantic City I want to be the most, I think. Yeah, that's uh, quite the that's statement, high praise. I think. Yeah, it's high praise, definitely. Um, should I round out some of my... Uh, hard rock gambling real quick yeah just go for it just blast through everything else that you have like i mentioned last podcast uh the thursday night was pretty the thursday night gambling was pretty bad for me so i was kind of taking it slow i ended up playing a lot of penny slots some video poker uh ended up actually meeting up with denny and keith again at the hard rock cafe center bar uh playing some video poker getting a couple beers one good thing about the slots at hard rock is that the service is very fast i know we said our very first impression was that it was hard to get a drink i sat down at a buffalo machine and was just like never really up or down much at the machine and i must have seen servers go by like every 30 seconds it was insane just i I mean i was obviously close to wherever the servers enter and exit but it was just a constant stream and i'd order something and i'd have it within five minutes so uh, I don't know if it was just because I was rock royalty or what, but one of the options on the machine was to get Baker's bourbon, and that's pretty decent bourbon. So I was like, just drinking that. It's it's small pores, which is not terribly surprising. It's probably like exactly a shot or something, <laughs> um, which is less than you would pour yourself at home, or at least less than I would pour myself at home. Uh, but still, you know, when they're coming out every five minutes, I'd, I'll happily pay a buck or two for that. Uh, and then. I was kind of like trying to decide if I really wanted to go all out or not. Oh, well, I will say I did use my free play at Hard Rock, my $150 free play, and turn that into, uh, I think, around like 85 bucks or something like that. Oh, which You did better than me. Which is a nice little way to like get a little bit of money back in the bank account that I could then use on, on the Buffalo slots. Uh, and so I was trying to decide, like, oh, do I really want to keep playing or not? Uh, ended up running into Danny and Keith. They went off elsewhere to play craps or walk around, I think, to Bally's. And then I was like, do I go to bed now? It's like 2.30 in the morning. Do I go play craps? Do I really want to risk ending up down like $700 on the trip? Uh, which for you, I don't think would be too awful a trip. But for me, it would be among my worst. And I said, yeah, sure. I'll, I'll buy in for 200 bucks at 2.30. Uh I can now safely say that there was never any question at all about betting up to five times odds. Like I was betting less than five times odds the entire time and nobody ever said anything about it. Uh, 
very, very quickly just started off very first shooter made like three or four points and it was just all winnings from there on there. I think there was maybe like one person all the way around the table who didn't set a point, who didn't hit a point. And it, it was me probably. Uh, <laughs> the first time I rolled, uh, second time I rolled, I made a couple points uh, and rolled for a little while. So it wasn't too bad. I didn't end up making myself a ton of money, but um, with everybody else making a bunch of money, it was good. Uh, just a bunch of really good rolls ended up uh, making, I think, 300 bucks on. Yeah, because I bought in for 200 and I cashed out a purple chip, 500 bucks. So I uh, ended up only down 150 bucks for the trip, which seems insane, uh, considering that I was in pretty rough shape until at that point, like 10 hours before I was planning to leave. <laughs> so it's always good to end a trip with that, like bounce back, right? It always gives you a good feeling for the next trip. So, and it was just fun to play craps, good lively table. Uh, good crew, and it was $15 craps also. So, uh, like I mentioned, just played, um, like, $15 craps, but the same way that I normally would, which is instead of, like, one and a half, two, two and a half times odds on a $10 table, I just played the same thing, 15 20 and 25 on a $15 table. So that's how I played it. It was fun. Won some money. Uh and I think that's pretty much it for my hard rock gambling. I did play there for quite a while, racked up, I don't know, some comp dollars. How many comp, how many comp dollars did you have? Who do you... 13 for Ooh, me. Oh, I think which... I think you have more than me. I think I had either 11 or 12. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely more than I've ever gotten in a single day at Borgata. Um, hard to compare to, like, Caesars or... Right. Because I don't think they're... Yeah, Caesars gives you more, and, like, Trop gives you way more. I feel and that, resorts gives you less. I I feel like Caesars gives me more tier credits. Uh, that does not convert like translate okay, into okay, a lot okay, of comp yeah, dollars. Yeah, if you're just talking about comp dollars, yes. Yeah, resorts actually seems like you get comp dollars pretty fast. You just get like points towards status incredibly slow. Yes, their tier credit equivalent is like molasses. Yeah, I think it's like twenty times what Hard Rock is. Uh, mm. I mean, not Hard Rock. Uh, Caesars. This is what happens when we talk at eleven thirty-five at night. Uh, so, any other thoughts? You played, I think, some jacks are better at Caesars. Two dollars, if I can jog your memory here. Um. Oh, I'm right. Told, I'm told it didn't go I, well. No. So I got back to Tropicana where I was staying, and you know my phone had like thirty percent charge or something because yeah, I had it all day and had been using it pretty heavily. And then I realized that I left my bag, or I left my cell phone charger in my bag, which was in my trunk, in, or maybe perhaps I took it out of my bag, but it was, either way, it was in my trunk in Caesars. So I walked back up to Caesars at one in the morning or something. And then while I was there, I was like, eh, full pay, $2 checks are better. I feel like I have to do this. And then I lost $200 in like five minutes. So, so you're, your equivalent to my terrible Ultimate Texas Hold'em experience was at Jacks for Better, which is very surprising. But I guess when you're doing ten bucks a spin, yeah, ten bucks a spin at two hundred bucks can go pretty quick. Yeah, when you just are not hitting, when you're not getting any dings to let you know that you have a hand dealt to you, <laughs> to let you know that fries are done. Yeah. I mean, my fa- my favorite, the funniest <laughs> thing about Jacks for Better is when you're just like every time you hit the bet button it dings but you're just getting jacks are better every time <laughs> right <laughs> and just like nothing better than that so you're just like 
I do remember. Even again, I don't remember. Even again, I, I do remember on this trip, I had the experience where I was playing next to someone. I don't know which casino this was at because I played Jacks are better at a lot of the casinos, but there was someone sitting right next to me, and somehow it happened that we both hit the deal button at the same time, and theirs dinged, and then I was staring at mine for like a minute, <laughs> being like, "Why did it ding? I don't see anything." Awesome. Yeah, it was. It was awesome. It was uh, great. The trials and tribulations of the Jackster Better player. Yes, the video poker player. This is what you have to deal with. These are the hardships you have to overcome. Uh, so, did you play at all at Trop? Did you just no play them hardcore? Oh, okay. I, I did not. Um, I do think my comps are finally being affected somewhat because in September and October I just got my offer and it is no Saturdays. Uh, and wow. I feel like not getting a Saturday in October is like. That's as bad as your comps can be at Trop. <laughs> like, they're very upset with you if that happens. <laughs> hey, maybe it's the new owners coming in. They're like, hey, yeah, maybe. no more of these free Saturdays. Uh, so what did you play at, at Tropicana? I played some Pie Gal. I played some Jacks are Better. Is that the worst Asia room in Atlantic City? Ooh. Well, there's a few casinos that don't have an Asia right. room at all, right? Like, Borgata is just on the floor. Resorts is just on the floor. Yes. Uh, Valley's like... does have an Asia room, but it like overflows, and there's always yeah. a couple of pie gal yeah. tables out on the floor. I feel like the Tropicana Asia room looks like reasonably okay, but then you actually get in close and look at the tables and the seats, and you're like, oh boy. <laughs> like that and felt then, hasn't been replaced in 10 years. Yeah, and then there also hasn't been a waitress here in 10 years, so that's the other right. part of that. Uh, did you play any, you know, Pharaoh's Secret Temple or I, nothing? I did not, Nets. unfortunately. I did not play that. I did not play nothing but that. I did not play Danger Arena, and I did not play uh, Royal Derby or what? Uh, uh, they they got rid of the Royal Derby, right? Did they? I think they did. I think it's only at no. the Wild Wild West now. Oh yeah, Wild West did have it. Yeah. I knew I saw it somewhere. So yeah. So uh, so you got the downer comps from Tropicana. I know. Uh, no Saturdays in October. Should we talk a little bit about our comp efforts and what they have resulted in, or do we do you not even sure. know yet? Uh, I mean, we don't really know. I haven't gotten any mailers from Hard Rock yet. What? Uh, they hate you, are, I guess. Are you getting the mailers? I, I got a mailer just the other day, like yesterday or the day before. Oh, nice. What did it have in it? Uh, so... I, like I said, I ended up actually gambling an okay amount, even though I was all worried about, like, did I screw myself by gambling a bunch on your card at Hard Rock on Thursday and not leaving mm-hmm. myself enough gambling budget on Friday. But I uh, ended up playing a ton of slots and just kind of doing a lot of break-even, which racks you up some tier credits and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, some comp dollars, played a good amount of pie gal, played some craps, like I said. So I'm getting a bunch of, like, $15 free play days, which is, like, that's nothing to write home about. And then enjoy two nights per week through September 30th. So it doesn't say specifically, like, seven nights a week, but it does not also, it does not specify any nights that are not available. It just says certain hmm. blackout dates apply. So it seems so to me like seven nights a week. Get get jealous. I just today got an ocean mailer. Enjoy two nights Monday through Thursday. Oh boy! So Paul is getting two nights seven days a week. Well, Paul probably gambled a lot more at Ocean than I did. 
Right, but I wouldn't say that he gambled much more than either of our threshold would be. I mean, the difference is he's more of a machine player, so I think he's gonna probably gonna yeah. He plays slot machines, so better offers with the same amount of like coin in, if you will. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I played once for an hour. Yeah, so, so you're not getting anything. No, I Monday through Thursday. <laughs> yeah, that's not too bad. Yeah. Um, so I I didn't even get a card at Ocean. Uh, so I as far as Ocean is concerned, I don't exist, but. There's sort of an interesting discussion about, like, based on the comp offers that we've gotten and sort of knowing what what little we know about what it takes to get what at Ocean, are you thinking you have a new home base somewhere? Or are you uh, still going to do your trap thing? <laughs> I don't know, man. The West Tower is just so bad, and trap is just so far away from everything. Yeah, they were like, you complained about that West Tower room, and now you get nothing. Yeah. Now, and by nothing we mean Sunday through Friday. So, I'd like to not do trop if that's a possibility for me. But the problem is, I would have liked to not do trop all summer. And if I wanted free rooms, trop was what I had to do this summer. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I sort it of just depends on what other comps come through. Yeah, I sort of felt the same way about Bally's, like. I was a little worried because I know played them, and I was like, I don't even really want to stay there, even if I get a comp room. I'll just kind of like take my chances elsewhere. And I totally did not get the punitive rates. By the way, I'm getting five nights a week at Harris and Bally's starting after Labor Day, which is like pretty much what I always get in the winter. Mm-hmm. So not too surprising. Um, I'm I'm sort of like I keep wrestling with like Hard Rock right now is giving me pretty good offer and i love the property love the room if i had to pick one place like that's where i'd pick my concern is like if i am consistently not playing as much as i played on day one and also you know day one offers are typically the best offers you're going to get am i going to continue getting comps but uh the obvious response to that is uh just you know play until those comps dry up and then figure it out from there right (laughs) Mm. Uh, but the other side i mean ocean great room apparently doesn't take a ton of play to get seven night comps like that's a good sign for people who want to play and just get the nicest rooms on the boardwalk for not a lot of required play so but uh spoiler alert that's probably not a good sign for ocean but we'll get to that yeah (laughs) yeah i mean i think part of it's probably strategy at this point right like they need to bring players yeah yeah, into yeah, place, yeah of so. course but um, looking at their revenue they need players yeah well before we get to that do you have any other last thoughts uh any changes to how you want to do your trips based on this no like hard rock like ocean yeah don't like drop don't <laughs> like pallies right yeah i mean i, I would kind of like to pick one sort of favorite property and at the very least, just say, like, I'm going to have one day dedicated to that place, and then I'll do all my casino hopping the other day. Or if oh, I no. end up casino hopping part of that day, like, not put a card in at the other places um, and kind of limit that gambling. So that's kind of what I'm thinking with not just because of comp maximization, but also because of, like, for time management. Because uh, I felt like this time we were so focused on, like, going to for me like Bally's resorts hard rock ocean um you ended up at trop and caesars 
and I mean, you don't care about any of the about non-gambling stuff, but like when you feel like you need to do all of that stuff, like go to all these different casinos, it really does eat up your time for doing things like the observation wheel or, you know, the outlets for me. I wanted to go to Piccadilly, didn't make it to Piccadilly. It just seemed like a bunch of stuff that I had on the list got nixed because we were bouncing around, or at least I was bouncing around trying to get in all this gambling and maximize my comps and I mean, I thought all that stuff got next too, because I don't think your brother wanted to do any of it, right? Yeah, that's possible. But, <laughs> uh, you know, going forward, I think time management uh, could be a little better about. So one last question for you then. So you said you're going to be able to double dip on Rock Royalty. I think you have to schedule them within 30 days of when you matched. So do you know what you're going to do? So I'm, I, mean, I think I'm going to call in the next week or so. Uh, and see about my birthday, which is in October, mm-hmm. uh, if they can give me a room for that Saturday night. So nice. That's what I'm hoping for. Get some babysitting. Go down for a night. Uh, you know, you know me. I'm gonna go eat at the Sugar Factory. Probably go get a dessert at the Hard Rock Cafe. Uh, Sounds right. <laughs> play a bit in the Asian room. I have a feeling my wife would like that room and like twenty dollar a pie go poker. So. I don't know. That seems like a good way to spend a night. Totally screw my comps for all future because I won't gamble a ton on a trip with my well, wife. But sometimes you just have to. If you have a nice experience available to you, you got to take it. Yeah, I mean, at some point, like, is what you're diminishing in your future comps for one thing, which is going to be temporary. Is that you know, at some point you have to like take the win, right? Take the the thing that they're offering you that's going to be worth some tangible amount, and not worry yeah. about the like long term or very or even short term like diminish diminishing of what they're going to like take away from you after after that. Like, and I feel like sometimes like I get too concerned about that. Three hundred and fifty dollars that Horseshoe is offering me this month and next month, which by the way I'm not taking advantage of because it's not that close to me. So. So I, the funny thing is I mentioned to my wife, like, eh, you know, you, you were more excited about Ocean. Would you rather us just do, like, a points night at Ocean? And my wife, proving that I married the right person, was like, yeah, but it's really cool to book the comp to room. <laughs> no, I was like, yes. You're exactly right. All right. Uh, do, you, well, do we want to move on? Well, I have a few just notes, I think, that to clarify. Uh, Legend, the Legends Lounge at Hard Rock has moved to its permanent location. It's right above the guitar chandelier. Constant Grind Coffee Shop is now open at Hard Rock. Uh, we mentioned that Rock Royalty is the highest level at Hard Rock multiple times last episode. It turns out there's an invitation-only X card that isn't even listed on their website. Um, I think it's pronounced Jisoo. Is that right? Uh, let me know about it on Facebook. So uh, thank you to him for that information. We covered all the quick news, except the long news is the data. Yeah. And it was great. Uh, <laughs> uh, it was way up, that's for sure. Yeah. That's all you need to know. Top level, resort-wide, <laughs> money's way up. And we can stop there. What more can you ask for? We don't need to talk at all about specifically how Ocean or Hard Rock did. <laughs> right. Nobody cares. I do have to say that I think... Generally speaking, the existing casinos did better in July than we thought they would. would yeah, you say that's fair. Yeah, so they were all down month, year over year, but of course. but five week month in July 2017 versus four weekend month in mm-hmm. July 2018, which we mentioned when we were trying to do our like predictions of where all the money would come from for for the new casinos. Uh, Golden Nugget smallest drop, only down three point three percent. 
but weirdly also down the only casino down month over month. So I guess they just had a really good June. Uh, well, Gold Nugget, if you look at them, like it looks like they're much, much less seasonal than the other casinos. Harrah's is two to a lesser extent, but Gold Nugget is like compare it to any of the boardwalk casinos or even borgata it's way less seasonal than the other ones which is kind of surprising because they have like the deck bar and stuff but it is the marina it's the the locals casino though yeah that's true uh harris the big loser down 14.14 percent uh from july 2017 that's not particularly good everybody else was around that 10 million dollar not 10 million around the 10 percent Yep. decline mark which is not too surprising when you're talking about a full less weekend uh borgata made 71.1 million dollars because they just make all the money they um, rake that's all they do yeah so even though it was down from the previous year that's still just a lot of it's money way better than we thought they were gonna do yeah. more than twice tropicana at 33 point something so uh who was second so should we talk about what everybody wants to talk about which is hard rock and ocean and their yeah. respective health so Hard Rock, I think, d- did we say that it was going to be a disappointment if they weren't in second? I believe that at least I said that. Oh, yeah, and, absolutely. Well, they they weren't in second last month. Uh, they were about a million lower than, than Tropicana and about a million higher than Harrah's. So they came in third in Atlantic City. And you have to think that 32 million in July is a bit disappointing for them. At least it would be for me if I was them. Yeah, I really thought they sh- should have, or should have. I, I mean, I, thing, I would think like that at high thirties, forties. Yeah, that's yeah, what I was I, looking for. But I would think at least forty would be what what they were looking for. At least what I would be looking for. Yeah, I mean, it's funny. A few episodes ago, we were saying like, "Oh, they could break fifty, and they're gonna you know, take on Borgata." And now it's like, "Wow, they didn't even get half." Shows why you should never listen to us. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to make a bunch of excuses because I feel like I do that for everybody on this show, but. I sort of wonder if a bunch of money that was gambled at their casino was promotional dollars because they like tier matched everybody to rock royalty and gave everybody 150 bucks, right? Like there were just a ton. I think I saw one non rock royalty card come out of somebody's pocket the entire time I was at hard rock. So, uh, you know, there are a bunch of people and who knows if they would have actually gambled that 150 bucks, Otherwise, like probably not, but probably some percentage of it. And that's money that's basically like you're giving away for free um, to get people in the door. So who knows how that works out for August. I'm interested to see if they get a big bump in August. Uh, but I don't know. I mean, do you have any any other thoughts about, you know, what could cause this disappointment? It was certainly crowded. I don't really. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think maybe we just came in with, with too high of a number initially. and. Yeah. We'll just kind of see what happens over the next few months and years. So, speaking of disappointments, uh, the lowest grossing casino in July, and the lowest by over $2 million, was Ocean, who put up a bit over $15 million. Which, uh, I mean, I don't know what your initial thoughts are, but for me, that's borderline disaster territory for them. Oh, I mean, my face when I saw that was like the screaming emoji, just like un- unbelievably bad. Like, I didn't think there was a sh- chance in hell that they were going to come in under 20 million, and to come in at 15.8, I think it's just ghastly. Yeah. That's, I mean, it's awful. There's just not, yeah, there's not really much 
way to sugarcoat it. So, I mean, I went back to look, you know, how did uh, Revel do in their first month? The problem is their first month was in, it was April of 2012. Mm-hmm. They made $13.5 million in that April. So, you know, right. Ocean did better than that. But Revel's first July, they did 17.5. So more than Ocean did. Uh, you know, it's it's still not an apples to apples comparison because I think a casino needs to be open for a couple months to sort of draw players away from the inertia of being at like you know I still gave money to Bally's this trip I still went to resorts this trip and if you know if I end up getting sucked into the ocean or hard rock ecosystem they are going to get more of my money than those other places and that's probably true to an even greater extent to a bunch of other players who don't casino hop as much as we do. Uh, but I mean, as a starting point, like this is pretty scary. Yeah, I think it's bad. I mean, I, I honestly think both these numbers were not great, but no. Ocean specifically, like it's bad. I mean, I would think if you if they had twenty, you could kind of try to explain it away and be like it was their first month. You know, they're just spinning up. Uh, but fifteen is it's just real bad. Part of it, I'm sure, is that they don't have all the amenities up yet, right? Like, they don't have all the restaurants. Like, if yeah. even if you're staying there, if you're there for a couple of nights, like, there's not enough really at the property to keep you there, I don't think, for two nights. Like, if you right. want to go to different restaurants, you're probably going to leave the property at some point to do that. Uh, and then, you know, a bunch of the amenities are non-gambling. Like, there's a bunch of pools. Uh, there's the day club. There's all that stuff that top golf. You know, none of that stuff goes into gambling revenue. So... You know, hopefully there's some money to be made elsewhere. Uh, although, you know, seeing this number and then going back to our, our American Cut trip where there's just nobody in in the place, kind of a couple of red flags for me. Um, and my only hope is that, you know, there's not much debt involved here and they have a lot of runway to try to ramp this up and do some marketing, get some people in the door. Because uh, I, I just can't bring myself to believe that the product is fundamentally broken in a way that they can't get people there if if it's marketed right but maybe that's just wrong um i don't know i mean i feel like i say this always about every piece of data and it's kind of tautologically true but we'll learn more as we get more data (laughs) yeah i mean i i hate like it kind of sucks because we were like so excited about the July data coming in, and now I'm like, well, we really need to see August <laughs> before we could make any kind of real conclusion. Which you know, it's true, but yeah, you know, this is a bad first impression. Well, it's I mean, not the, good. The for only conclusion you can draw from this is it was a disappointing month for Hard Rock and a disastrous month for Ocean. Yeah, and and interestingly, like I don't think any of the existing players were really hammered by the new. No. And, and like, yeah, in. honestly, I'd say it was a, re- I mean, resorts getting 17 million is bad. Like that's a bad July, but I mean, realistically, I think all of the casinos, like none of them are going to be horrified by what they saw. Mm-hmm. I don't think given these two new casinos coming in, I mean, I think that it could have been worse for them. So, yeah. So, I mean, we talked about like. It's it was about twenty five, right around twenty five million dollars of new money um, over July seventeen. So two hundred seventy two million dollars in July two thousand eighteen, over two hundred forty seven million dollars in July seventeen. So, you know, the two casinos brought in what forty seven, uh, almost forty eight million dollars. 
uh, between the two of them, a little over $48 million between the two of them. And 25 of that is new money. So you'd think, whatever, 23 is coming from elsewhere. So, I mean, like, it's kind of good that more than half of it is new money. But, you know, the more important thing is that they need to make more money than they did. <laughs> right. Yeah, so. Well, we will wait and see. Uh, another piece of kind of business data that just came out today actually were the q2 profitability numbers yeah i I don't know if there's much you want to say about it but i will say that profitability was basically flat in q2 and remember q2 has all of like three days of ocean and hard rock so they weren't really involved so i don't really have anything to say considering it was pretty flat compared to 2017 and i think that that just kind of matches up with what we've been saying, which was that before the two new casinos opened, Atlantic City was basically flat, right? Which was a disappointment for us, because I think we both wanted to see a bit of growth even before Ocean and Hard Rock. Yeah, I mean, Q1 was was bad, and a bunch of excuses were made for weather, and and because uh, I sort of talked about casino fatigue and how, you know, they've been down to seven casinos for quite a while. Uh, so Q2 getting back to basically even it was up 1.6% um, in terms of profitability. Like I, that's not such a bad thing. It's kind of what I was after Q1 was so bad. Like that was kind of what I was hoping for heading into Ocean and Hard Rock opening. I think before this year we were hoping for growth going into those openings, and what we got was like getting back to even. So the first six months are still down overall, like down 4.6%. Uh, but uh, you're right. Like I, there's, I don't think there's reason to put too much weight into that with the landscape really like totally changed with two new yeah. casinos out of nine. So, plus not not to mention that I think the profitability numbers are generally less interesting than the revenue numbers. So yeah. Uh, one little note: um, average rate per occupied room went from one hundred five dollars. Uh, this is actually for the whole first six months, $105 up to one twenty nine twenty three. I think it was even more exaggerated a difference in Q2. Uh, but, I mean, good to see that, that number going up. Um, but I don't know. I, I don't think otherwise these numbers mean a whole lot. No, and that's kind of been matching with what's kind of been going on in the industry in general over the last 10 or so years where it's been more of an emphasis on on getting money for the rooms and less of an emphasis on gaming revenue. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Is there anything else you want to talk about before we wrap this up? Uh, I think that's pretty much it. Cool. So, um, if you want to reach out to any of us or any of our other listeners, you can do so at our Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash do for a win. You can find all of our content on do for a win.com. And Craig actually has finished his update of the resort fees list and got confirmation that ocean was twenty seven ninety nine from Linda in the Facebook group. So one little thing about ocean is that I booked with points. They told me, when I booked and at the front desk, or no, they told me at the front desk when I checked in, like, I'll still have to pay the resort fee, uh, did not charge me the resort fee on checkout. So, Good. Yeah. Uh, so awesome. some, your mileage might vary. I think that it's probably just that they don't have their act together on that, and there's some glitch in the system that they may fix, but worth a shot if you're booking on points. 
you may yeah. not have to pay and i'm not blackguard or anything i have no card <laughs> so yeah uh you can find our podcast on itunes stitcher google play or tune in radio uh, you can reach out to Craig on Twitter at do for a win or send him questions at do for a win dot gmail dot com. Yeah. Uh, one last little shout out uh, note to a fellow Terrapin alumni. Uh, Glenn Hausman does a podcast uh, about the hotel business and talk to a couple people from Showboat. The podcast is called No Vacancy. If you look up the episode about Showboat, uh, just some really, really interesting stuff that we don't get to hear very often because we don't really hear about the inner workings. Like we talked about all the data, the revenue data for all the other casinos. Showboat doesn't have to report on any of that because they're not a casino. So we don't really hear about that stuff. So hearing sort of some of their inside details about room rates and and how things have changed for them since the new casinos opened was really interesting. So check that out. It's called uh, No Vacancy with Glenn Hausman. Look it up. And thank you to Michael at Travels Work for letting us know. I will have to check that out. I have not listened to that, but that sounds very interesting. Um, I don't know. Is that it? Yeah, I think that's it. Midnight. Happy Thursday. <laughs> Thank you guys very much for listening. And uh, hopefully we can get into a bit more of a schedule, which I know we say that every episode, but uh, I would like to get uh, more episodes out to y'all. So we will do our best. Uh, and thank you guys. When are we going back, man? So I'm hoping to be back in two months. Yeah, I'm going to try to go maybe next month with the whole fam. Really? With the maybe kids? maybe my parents and Megan's parents. We Andrew and I did talk briefly about going and just booking an ocean room on points and ringing the kids and being like, let's see how it goes. But we ended up booking it in Point Pleasant instead at the gorgeous Sand Pebble Motor Lodge in Point Pleasant, New Jersey. The nicest.